you know, we get asked all the time, who are your listeners? Who subscribes to your podcast? You know, how many do you have? So I thought you may be curious. We, at our peak month, which was uh, June of 2018, just last month as I'm recording this, we got 242,000 listens. So the podcast has been growing, doing really well. We're close to uh, approximately 600 podcasts that have been done. Not all by me, thank God, but many of them have been. I wanted to know something. Um, who are you, listeners? We, uh, from the data that we've seen, there's a lot of early adopters, uh, people that are you know anywhere from like 30 to uh, 55 that are interested in tech and all the new stuff that's coming out. But that may not be accurate. So I wanted to ask you, if you wouldn't mind, can you send an email to support at Future Tech Podcast? And let us know a little bit about yourself. You don't have to tell us your name or any of that stuff, but if you just let us know, why do you listen to the podcast? What do you get out of it? What some of your favorite episodes have been? And what do you want to see more of and hear more of in the podcast? And I'd love to accommodate you. And I'd love your feedback. So again, please send an email to support at futuretechpodcast.com. And thanks for listening. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future Technologies, poised to transform our lives for better or worse, are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Everyone and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliet Lamar, and joining us today is Tom Cronkreit. He is the CEO at Certified, and we have some really fun things to talk about today. Well, welcome, Tom. Juliet, thank you. Happy to be on. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and start off with talking about Certified. Uh, give us an overall view of what it is and what you guys do over there. No, thank you. Um, so Certified is a identity management platform that allows uh, any business enterprise in just a few seconds to confirm uh, the identity of someone. And then once that identity is confirmed, uh, they're able to share critical information back and forth. Uh, our entry point with Certified happens to be the real estate sector where uh, the real estate industry is just facing a daunting challenge, frankly, with a number of uh, wire fraud attacks and um, you know successful fraud uh, um, uh, schemes that are, are being deployed against everyone in the ecosystem. So buyers, sellers, title companies, lenders, brokers, uh, we're, we're all uh, very much uh, victimized by this. So it was it was born out of a need that we had. Um, so a little bit of a background, if I can roll into that, is I'm a yeah. lawyer, lawyer by trade turned large title agency owner, uh, fraud victim. And mm -hmm. ultimately from that experience that we had, and we can get into that a little bit more later, we knew that uh, technology needed to be harnessed in a way that could drive insights and drive better decision-making uh, versus what we were using before or not doing anything at all to confirm uh, or validate identity and wiring instructions before money is uh, changing hands. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it must have been a very awakening type of fraud that you experienced because I think a lot of people experience fraud throughout their lives. If you haven't, then you are a very lucky person. Um, but a lot of us simply 
take it as a risk of, of the world we live in and we deal with it and we move on and it really sucks, but none, but we don't do anything about it. But you, you did something about it. Well, it, it, it's an interesting question. So I guess all of us can somehow sleep at night knowing that all of our personal information is probably somewhere on the dark web, given all the breaches <laughs> and things like that. Uh, mm -hmm. But what hit us, hit us uh, directly and, and exposed a blind spot uh, in our operations. So uh, our the wire fraud that, that took place on us in 2015 cost us 180000 And when yeah. that takes place, you have to you simply, as owners, write a check for 180000 and then mm -hmm. uh, you try to go collect what somebody took from you. And, and that's painful enough, but I, I think the more concerning thing was we were we were in a collection effort through uh, a 24-month period where we were able to, uh, to recover a, a large majority of that sum back. But we're talking about a, a cyber crime syndicate that spanned over eight different countries in a cast of characters I don't even know. Uh, I don't even know how wide that was. In fact, the most recent FBI roundup, that Operation Wire Wire that was announced earlier last month, um, highlighted the fraud syndicate that hit us uh, back a few years ago. So it's, um, I think it's something that I hope nobody has to go through, especially your, your, your listening ship here and, and the people that subscribe to this. Uh, but if you do, uh, you, you have to take away some, some significant learning moments, what I say. So we, we looked at our fraud event as tuition uh, for something <laughs> that we, we needed to, to do in our operational flow. But, but, Fraud wasn't mainstream. No one was talking about it. We were kind of first to the to the party, so to speak. What led us to create Certified was a completely what I call next level fraud, where we had a a borrower that was standing in a bank branch holding wiring instructions that he thought came from us, but in fact were inserted from the fraudster. And when we exposed that fraud, and thankfully no one activated on it. When we exposed that fraud, it was simply the most sophisticated thing that we had uh, that we had ever seen in our lives, and that's what led us to say, "Okay, hold on a second. If we're going to continue to do what we do, then we need better tools and we need better insights uh, for us to be able to safeguard not only the funds that that we're controlling, that we're moving around every day." but also those that are being sent to us from buyers or lenders. And, and what's interesting that we found as we've rolled out certified, our industry is not unique. Almost every single industry mm -hmm. category in the U.S. is faced with the identical fraud threat that is costing the real estate industry. It's estimated right now it's over hundred grand an hour is what's lost in wow. real estate to wire fraud. Yep, it's wow. a staggering amount, just under a billion dollars, and it'll be probably higher than that this year. I mean, this is, you know, and it's, it's so, it's so interesting because it's like you said, this is, is really caught up to us quickly uh, as far as companies goes, personal fraud, all of that. And yet still people are making mistakes. So now that we're completely, you know, what, why do you think that people, I guess they're taking it seriously. Do people just not know the right steps to take to protect themselves? You know, <laughs> I'll be very candid because we've, we've learned a lot as we've been in market since February and and I don't want to speak for all companies because there are we have a lot of enterprises that have adopted our solution and they did that before they went through a fraud event. But I will say categorically, if we put them all in a blender and you 
pour out those contents. It's as if they have to go through an actual fraud or a near miss, and then they say, oh, now this is my issue. So maybe before, mm-hmm. while they have you know, recognition or like cognitively they understand it's a problem, I think they fall on a continuum of, do I identify that it's my problem? And even if I identify it's my problem, is it a big enough problem that I need to do something about? And, and I think companies fall along this line of, yeah, I heard about it, not my problem at all, to I just got hit, it's unacceptable, mm-hmm. and I could lose my company over this. That's why we created it, because we saw that with what was on the horizon tangibly that, that we experienced, it was only a matter of time. We'd get hit again, and, um, and it could cost us our life's work. So uh, I, I would say that we, we have to be honest that this is an issue that is industry-wide, and what's What's incredibly sinister about how they're deploying these frauds is they typically it starts with phishing. So someone will respond to an email and they'll put in credentials. So then those credentials lead to the fraudster accessing an email account. They monitor it on average about six months, and then they've learned, you know, basically the the life or the professional ecosystem of this individual. Who do they do business with? Who's the lender? Who's the supplier? Who's whatever? And then at a critical moment, they, they manipulate a trusted relationship. So kind of on the backbone of a trusted relationship, they slide in impersonating one of these parties to get somebody to do something they, they think they're doing with their trusted partner in the transaction, but it's actually a, a ruse that the fraudster is, is hatching. So, and they are really, really good. The, the communications, the timing, the domain expertise. I mean, one thing that I will say is it's not because we all have our heads in the sand and we're not aware of it. It's this, they continue to, to step up their level of sophistication and their level of, um, I guess, advocacy in the way that they're convincing the other party and we're all human and we're busy mm-hmm. or we're not paying attention or a combination of a lot of things. And all of a sudden wire gets sent out and, and the money's gone or, or whatever it happens to be. I'm, I'm speaking to wire fraud, but there's all kinds of fraud, but I don't, I can't point to one thing that's leading to it because, uh, but I do believe that more awareness among all the transaction participants uh, in any transaction is key because they'll always prey on the weakest link mm-hmm. every time. And, you know, like you and I were talking about before uh, before we got on the air was that this is the fraudsters, they only have one job. And I love the way you put it, you know, uh, if you want to go ahead and recap that, how they just they only have one job to do. And we have so many different things in our lives. Yeah, I, I explain that as I'm speaking around the country now and say, how many things do we have in our workflow? It could be 30. It could be 300. They have one. And mm-hmm. their one thing in their workflow is to have money or assets or information diverted to them. And they are completely agnostic as far as industry or personality or anything. They, they honestly don't care. None of this is personal. Nobody's truly a target. If you look at it at a higher level, this is just the business that they're in. And one day it could be a manufacturer, and the next day in the same town it could be, you know, somebody that is um, closing a real estate transaction, and then the next day it could be the auto dealership, you know, all on four corners of the same block. 
and they they just simply don't care and and what we learned through our recovery effort is just again how sophisticated and coordinated these syndicates are from multiple different countries so you almost have people that have specialties in certain areas that allow these frauds to uh, to be so successful yeah and and you know you bring up such a good point a lot of people are like well you know i'm worried about my banking fraud but don't worry i'm i'm checking on that you know the real estate aspect of this too is huge and i think a lot of people don't realize that that a fraud occurs in that in that space as well uh the real estate right now is uh real estate fraud is um at least cybercrime within real estate is the fastest growing fraud in the United States. And the reason why, if you take a step back and think about real estate, it's the only transaction in the United States where you know it's taking place when it's taking place. So for example, I'm an agent and Juliet, you say, hey, I'd like to list my property. So we sign a listing agreement. I put it on the multiple listing service. And guess what? That syndicates globally right? To all the different sites within 48 hours. So now the world knows that your house is for sale. But it's the next step is that a couple days later or whatever, we get a contract and I move that status of that listing from listing to pending. The minute I pend a transaction, you've sent a flare up that says, oh, I've got on average 42 days to figure out who are the parties in this transaction and see if I can influence someone in there to do something to my benefit. So, and by the way, all the owner records are public and a lot of the realtor information is very accessible. So you end up Mm -hmm. with this large transaction profile, long transaction cycle where almost all the information on the parties is available within a matter of minutes. Huge problem, huge problem. It's like you're you're out here in the middle of the field naked. (laughs) No, exactly. No, I call it meat on a stick. You're just sitting there and you're just waiting for, okay, I guess they're focused on this property or they're focused on this agent. And and that's the other thing. If they have access to one of the, if they have access to a title company email or a realtor email or a lender email, they're not just working on one property. They're working on multiple properties each month. Hundreds, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you end up with this nice kind of, basket that curates every day of information and oh it looks like another purchase agreement came in i'll start monitoring that one or i'll shift it over to my buddy for him to monitor and so yeah it's it's a it's a massive problem in real estate massive problem B- biggest problem we're facing right now is just so now that we're all to... completely scared and paranoid um, right. <laughs> how i mean how can we get you know how can we outsmart the fraudsters and how can you know certified really change the game for us? So I'll answer the certified question after this. The, it starts with more education and awareness around everyone's what I would call digital or internet hygiene. So this idea that we, we all have a seat at this table, we all have a shared level of responsibility, and we all need to own that level of responsibility. It doesn't do any good if I invest millions of dollars in IT and I've got the safest, most secure walls like banks do, only to be working with, you know, uh, uh, someone else in the transaction that every time a phishing ad pops up, they're like, oh, I wonder where this will take me. This will be interesting. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? That just, that defeats, yeah. like it, there's total failure in the process. So I think the, the first and foremost is being honest with the participants in 
in the ecosystem to say, look, what, what are you doing to protect yourself? Um, and, you know, without naming names, we've had situations where we have confirmed that others within the transaction, um, you know, group have been exposed and we've stopped doing business with people. I'm talking on the title side and many others mm-hmm. have as well. Um, certified comes in because what certified is designed to do and does is it puts at the fingertips of any small business right down to the user level, the ability to harness the best technology in the world, literally, to confirm the integrity of a device and the actual uh, person themselves. And we use a multi-layered approach, but what, what it does in just, you know, just a few seconds is you're able to say, okay, I need to confirm that Juliet's Juliet because I'm about ready to send her a big bunk, you know, big batch of money. So average wire transfer in real estate right now is floating around 180 to 200 grand. That's adult money to a lot of people. I mean, that's their life mm-hmm. savings. That's their probably the biggest flow of funds in one batch that they'll likely get in their life. So I want to make sure that that's transferred safely. So as you know, a, a title or a closing company, you're sending me these email, you're sending me by way of email, your wiring information. And I need to do two things. I need to confirm that you're you. And frankly, that you sent me this and this information is accurate. And that's exactly what it does. And, and the same is also true. We expanded the platform earlier this year that now if you're sending me money, right now the buyers are a main target. So you're going to be sending me 200000 for your cash to close. Well, how do I safely transmit my wiring information to you so mm-hmm. that you're not going to end up being duped and somebody slides in you know, fake wiring instructions that look like they come from me because they have my logo and my name and everything but yet the account and routing number divert that money, you know, somewhere else. And then what we were able to do because of the way that we align the technology and the level of insights uh, that we decision against is we're able to guarantee each transfer up to a half a million dollars. So it's a, it's a significant, not only like risk mitigation, but truly a risk allocation uh, on our shoulders that, our platform performs and does exactly what it's going to do. So just some case studies or examples. I mean, we picked up devices in about five different countries now, Um, everything from Africa to Taiwan to recently uh, we had somebody in Northern Europe. Uh, We fail all those. So just if someone's overseas, uh, you just simply, you know, that's, that's not, that doesn't work. <laughs> uh, and a lot of times no one knows in the transaction that somebody left the country. Uh, we, we've had, you know, people's identity confirmed, but yet the bank information received uh, by the enterprise user was the wrong bank information. Uh, I mean, I can go on and on, but it's doing exactly what it was, it was designed to do and, and what it competes against. So the best practice right now, this is the irony of the whole thing. The best practice right now, even for your largest organizations, when you're down to a user level that's moving money and trying to confirm identity, is Google and the phone. That's it. So if I get wiring information from you and we're not using certified, then I have to triangulate this information by doing a Google lookup, trying to find a number, maybe call a third party to confirm your number or your email credentials, and then the the effect like the 
the goal line of all this is one stranger connecting by phone to another stranger live to confirm that neither one of them um, are are bad people or up to something. And that's pretty circular. <laughs> yeah. It's not working. I mean, the stats to show it's just simply it's just simply not working. So. Um. So I guess give us, you know, all of this sounds great. Now everyone is like, yes, I need to sign up for certified uh, immediately. What are the steps to sign up as a company? And, you know, what kind of costs are you looking at to, to get started? Uh, so you can go right to certified.com. So C-E-R-T-I-F-I-D.com. Uh, you can click in the upper right. It says get started. Uh, we have a library of information, white papers and videos and a lot of things that will add texture and I think value as people are working through this idea of a better identity management um, and um, bank account confirmation. We don't have any fees to to start up initially. We don't have an onboarding fee or a minimum commitment or we actually give the first 30 days uh, for free because speaking as an owner of uh, a company that uses this, my, all my time now is spent on certified, but we're still operating Sun Title is um, if we don't add value into the workflow or the lives of the people that are using it, then they'll just stop using it. So mm -hmm. why make it hard? <laughs> I'm an attorney. We don't need to make it contractually hard. It's either a value add or it's not, and, and it will be. Uh, so from that standpoint, we'd love, to have a, we'd love to have a conversation with folks. And it's typically, you know, your risk managers, your CISOs, your, you know, people in compliance, uh, those people that are trying to, to really make sure the, the fences and the walls are high and secured, but then also those especially that are looking a little bit broader. So, so what's interesting, what's an interesting develop in the last 12 months, 18 months, is this idea of a heightened standard of care. So there's litigation around the country that is pending and, and active that will likely increase the standard of care for enterprises involved in a transaction where a loss occurs. So for example, I'll pick on real estate again. Buyer <laughs> wires money to a fraudulent title company thinking that the wiring instructions they received came from the, the title company that's closing their file. Well, several cases around the country right now where uh, have been filed where the, the plaintiff's lawyer actually named all the transaction participants in the transaction. So you're talking about the real estate broker, the agent, the lender, the title company, maybe even some folks on the other side of the aisle uh, on the seller side on one simple premise. And that's what did you do to protect, to notify and protect my my buyer, my client from this type of fraud? Because nobody even mentioned that this fraud was out there and that they should be aware of anything during this process. And that that's a challenge. And mm -hmm. it's something right now that even in the insurance world, as you have E&O policies and cyber policies and cyber crime riders and social engineering riders and third-party loss riders, I mean, I can go on and on. They're looking at it saying, did we underwrite everything here? No, we have specific exclusions. So a lot of these, a lot of these claims simply aren't covered because it wasn't the enterprise that got breached. It wasn't the enterprise employee that got tricked. It was someone else. It was, so where does my indemnity or cost of defense kick in? So we could talk for hours on that topic. <laughs> but oh, I just, it, it's uh, what I mean to say is it's dynamic. You mentioned 
you know, everything is moving. Yes, the puck continues to move in different directions around how we're supposed to do business. And then, by the way, we just want to do our work. That's the other thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? We just want to build the cars or we want to, you know, safeguard the buyers and sellers or we want to, you know, build the widget, whatever it happens to be. And then we have to worry about this whole thing, like someone could take all my money at one time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. Well, I'm so I'm see, I'm so glad that there's people out there like you and the people who are working at Certified who have taken on this this problem and really this this hunt you know this hunt to keep to keep ahead of the fraudsters um, because like you said it, it's not it's not your problem until it's your problem and then you're seeking help and it feels like you're all alone but we're not we have these programs in place and it's not desolate you know it really is just we need to remind ourselves each day like you said we are all responsible there. Are, Lots of people, and they're going to go for the weakest link. They will, and I, I'll mention this: is that you know, there's no one silver bullet either. It's a, it's a, no. it's a layered approach. And this cybersecurity is not a destination. I think it's a journey. Now we're never going to be off this journey because as we change our behavior and we, you know, weld the lid on one area, all of a sudden the top's going to blow off in some other area. And, and I hate to say that because I'm an optimist and I believe that people intend <laughs> to do good things, but there's also this force out there that suggests that, you know, they're, they're not in it for the same reasons. And I think, I think it, it's, you know, hardware and software and people and process and these things that have to come together to create a culture of compliance and curiosity within the organization. And, and I think that's, that's one thing where, You'll never have a zero risk profile, but I do believe that as you layer these components in, your risk profile is reduced. And look, they're human too. So if you're the most secure house on the block with dogs chained to the front and big lights and wired fencing and this and that, they're probably not going to pick your lock. They're probably going to pick the lock down the street. And that that has been shown to play out. But what I will say, though, what Certified does is at least the fraud could be taking place for weeks or months, um, but at the end of the day, we're going to stop them from getting paid. We're just going to stop it cold right at the one-yard line and say, not this time. So try try something else. Try a different industry. Try a different company. Try a different you know consumer profile, but you're not getting paid on this one. You wasted your time. And the more time they waste, the less people they can hit. No, that's it. <laughs> I completely <laughs> agree. It's a great way to look at it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tom, it has been such a pleasure talking with you here today and, and learning learning and scaring myself into a lot more information. But knowledge knowledge is a wonderful thing, and I'm so happy that you shared all your insight with us today. No, and I, I appreciate you taking on a topic like this. No one wants to talk about it, but we can't, you can't hide you can't hide behind this anymore. It's it's just so ubiquitous, and we have to we have to more ha- have more conversations and awareness like this because uh, it'll it'll keep everyone a little more astute and hopefully in tune of things that are out of the ordinary when they come up that are probably uh, bad people trying to do bad things. I find it incredibly interesting, and I like having these 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 slightly uncomfortable conversations because you know there there is there is something to say about being uncomfortable and the growth that you that you take through being uncomfortable and having these hard conversations it's it's quite incredible to see the trans the transformation of companies and people when faced with these kind of problems so yeah i i agree 
I agree. Well, thank you. I, I, I appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to be on. This is great. Absolutely. We'll have to have you on again soon sometime. Would love to. That was Tom Conright. He is the CEO at Certified. You can find them at certified.com, C-E-R-T-I-F-I-D.com. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been Juliet Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.